Welcome to the Jacksonville First Seventh-day Adventist Church Podcast, where we listen, learn, and love together. Our speaker today is Pastor Jonathan Panado. And so our sermon this morning is entitled, Jesus on the Sabbath. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for Scripture, and we we thank you that at, at this time we can follow the example of Jesus. And we just read that on the Sabbath, he, he went to the synagogue and he opened Scripture and he read and he taught the people on Sabbath. And so, Father, as it is Sabbath, I pray that you may teach us through Scripture, that we may be able to hear your word to us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Last year, I, I believe, I, I preached a sermon on the Sabbath, or maybe it was even two years ago, I don't remember. Uh, I preached a four-part series on the Sabbath, and if you're interested in that, uh, we encourage you to go to our website and then uh, click on the link that says podcast, and you can listen to that series. Now, I, I don't want to spend too much time um, as far as proving the Sabbath, Um, because I did that in my previous series on that, but I do just want to review a few points about the Sabbath. Number one, the Sabbath was given to humanity, to all of humanity, as a gift, as a gift. The Sabbath is a gift for everyone, Jesus said. Man was not created for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was created for man, for all mankind, is the word that he uses, anthropos, for all of us. Sabbath is a gift to everyone. Sabbath has its origins in creation. Just like the institution of marriage is for everyone, so also the institution of Sabbath is for everyone to be able to enjoy, not just for Jews, but for everyone. The Sabbath is also enshrined in the Ten Commandments. In fact, the Sabbath is the center commandment of the Ten Commandments. And just like the other nine commandments are still valid, right? You don't go around killing people, do you? No, we hope not, right? You don't go around lying, do you, or stealing, right? We, we hope not, right? Just as the other ten commandments are still valid, so also the fourth commandment, the Sabbath, is also still valid. The Sabbath is also a special sign between God and between His people. We spoke a little bit about this last Sabbath, is that if you truly believe that God is, is Lord and, and Savior of your life, and He's calling you to remember the Sabbath day and to keep it holy, how will you do that? How will we know that you're doing that? By actually keeping the Sabbath. That wasn't a trick question, right? By actually keeping the Sabbath. That wasn't a trick question. It's a special sign. It's where the rubber meets the road. You know, we could say, yeah, I believe in the Sabbath, but then we don't worship God on the Sabbath, and then we don't keep it holy. The Sabbath is a special sign. We also read this morning that Jesus kept the Sabbath, and we'll be looking at that a little bit more today. We also know that the New Testament church also kept the Sabbath. They went to synagogue on the Sabbath. Yet, you wonder, well, how is it that the majority of Christians now are worshiping on Sunday then? Through apostasy, and this was, took, it took many hundreds of years for this to develop, but through apostasy, a falling away from Scripture, through convenience, through paganism, the church slowly moved away from the Sabbath. Yet, it is only within recent history with Seventh-day Baptists. In fact, that's where Adventists learned about the Sabbath was from Seventh-day Baptists. 
through Seventh-day Baptists, through Seventh-day Adventists, and through other Sabbatarian groups, the validity of the Sabbath has once again been embraced, and even non-Sabbatarian, listen to this here, even non-Sabbatarian biblical scholars are indeed convinced of the validity of the Sabbath. They have no qualms about it. They even affirm us for keeping the Sabbath. Um, Yet, because of the pull of tradition, it's very strong. They may not necessarily worship on the Sabbath, but yet they still affirm us for the Sabbath. Uh, We had a conference not too long ago where we invited uh, a professor from Wheaton College uh, to speak to us, and he said, Seventh-day Adventists, you have so many contributions to society and to the community. He said, two of them, which I see right now, and he's not a Seventh-day Adventist, but he said, two of the greatest contributions that you have given to the Christian world and, and to society in general is your idea of wholeness and of health. Wholeness and of health. And he said the second one, a uh, contribution that you can give to society, is how you keep the Sabbath. And you encourage everyone to have a day of rest. And so yet, even though he does not keep the Seventh-day Sabbath, but yet even he sees the validity of the Sabbath. And so what I want to do right now is I want to show you a video. Are we ready? Maybe we can turn the lights off, uh, dim the lights. What I want to focus on this morning isn't necessarily proving that the Sabbath is the seventh day, but rather how can we make Sabbath a special day? How truly can we make it a gift, enjoy it as a gift? How truly can we just bask in um, the wonderfulness of the Sabbath? So we have that video. Are you ready to go? Very good. So how many of you love the Sabbath? Let me see your hands. You love it. Okay. How many of you, being honest, when you say the Sabbath, and it's like, ah, oh, the Sabbath. No? Yeah. Uh, that, that used to be me. I was like, ah, it's Sabbath again when I was a little kid. And then I remember um, towards the end of the first week where I actually got a job for the very first time, and it was Friday evening, and then all of a sudden, I just, it just dawned on me the beauty of the Sabbath, of what the Sabbath is. I can actually rest, you know, what, what a gift it is. So what we want to do today is we want to look at making Sabbath special. How can we make Sabbath a special day? Turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 2 and verse 3. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 3. The Bible here says, By the seventh day, God had finished the work He had been doing. So on the seventh day, He rested from all His work. Verse 3. Then God blessed the seventh day. What did He do? He blessed the seventh day and He made it. Holy, or some translations say he hallowed it, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So when we're speaking about that the Sabbath is a special day, the reason the Sabbath is a special day is because of these two components that God gave to the Sabbath. The first one we find out is he says in verse 3, God blessed the seventh day. The Hebrew word therefore blessed is barach, barach, to bless. What does to bless mean? It means to fill with strength. So just think about that. To fill with strength, to bless. Barak, to fill with strength, to make full. What images come to your mind? To make full. Uh, To bless means perhaps even to praise and adore. To bless can even mean to endue with special power. So as we're thinking about the Sabbath, does the Sabbath have special power? Is it a special day? Uh, Is the Sabbath a full day? 
Is the Sabbath a, a day that is filled with strength? Indeed it is. The Sabbath, it's special because God blessed the Sabbath day. But not only does it say He blessed it, but the verse continues, He said, He made it holy. And the Hebrew word, therefore, holy is kadosh. Why don't you say that with me? Kadosh. Kadosh. Learn a little Hebrew. Why don't you say that, the word bless as well? Barak. Can you say that? Barak. That's right. To bless and kadosh. Holy. Holy. In fact, this morning we were, we were learning in the Sabbath school quarterly um, that God is holy. The Spirit is holy, Holy Spirit, and He's calling us to holy living and holiness. That's right. And in fact, one of the terms that we read in the Sabbath school this morning was it said only God is called holy, holy, holy. Right? In fact, there's a song about that. Maybe we should sing it. I don't know. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. In the Hebrew, it is kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. God is holy. And the Bible tells us here that the Sabbath is also holy. What does the word holy mean? It means to sanctify something, to make it hallow, to consecrate it. Now, literally, the word kadosh comes from, and I was going to, forgive me, but just imagine it in your mind. I was going to have a table here. Can you see the table? I was going to have the table here, and then I was going to have this loaf of bread right here. Just a freshly baked loaf of bread. Can you see it? Can you see that loaf of bread? Can you smell that loaf of bread? Okay. And then kadosh literally means, and I was going to take a knife. Kadosh literally means to take a knife and to cut something. So I was going to have a freshly baked loaf of bread. I was going to take a knife, and I was going to cut it. Can you see it? Can you see it? And then I was going to have this loaf of bread, and then I was going to give it to somebody that sliced. I was going to give it to somebody who wants it. All right. There you go. It's yours. There you go. Eat it. That's, that's literally what the word uh, uh, kadosh, holy, means. It's to cut something to set it apart. To set it apart. To cut. To set apart. To consecrate. To dedicate. Uh, to make something clean. To make something free. Aren't there products? What, what kind of products do you buy that say free, free of something? How many of you buy alcohol-free gel? Do you buy alcohol-free gel? No, well, I do. I have alcohol-free gel. Because um, I think they say alcohol makes your hair fall out. And I don't need any more help with that. So I buy the alcohol-free gel, right? What other products do you buy that are free? What was that? Gluten-free. Gluten-free? Okay. All right. Gluten-free. And my wife buys paraben-free shampoo, you know? Oh, oh hand sanitizer. What does it have? Oh, alcohol-free hand sanitizer. Yeah, that's right. Uh, even mouthwash, right, is, is alcohol-free now. Yeah, just... Different types of free, yeah. So this is what it means uh, to kadosh, to make something holy, is to make it free. To make it free. To purify something. uh, To have special treatment for that. Uh, Not for common use. That's what holy means. Not for common use. The Sabbath being holy, it is not for common use. And this is probably where Nehemiah develops his principle. um, Because the Sabbath commandment in, in the Ten Commandments, it says the only thing it tells us not to do is to not... Work. That's right. Not to work for an income. That's the only thing the Sabbath commandment tells us, right? Then it's kind of free. But then Nehemiah, in the book of Nehemiah, he adds this other principle about how to keep the Sabbath. And do you know what that principle is? Avoiding commercial activity on the Sabbath. The merchants were coming up to Jerusalem on on Friday and on Sabbath, and they were selling their goods. And Nehemiah shut the gates, and then the the merchants stood behind the wall to try to peddle their goods from the wall. And then he told them, if you, you know, get out of here, and this is Nehemiah, get out of here. If you don't come out of here, I'm going to come after you. I'm going to pull your hair, and I'm going to beat you with a staff. That's what, with a club. That's what Nehemiah said. And so sure enough, they cleared the wall. So there's that principle because the Sabbath is a special day. It is not a common day. Nehemiah includes this to mean avoiding commercial activity on the Sabbath. It is special. It's different. It's, it's not secular. It's a sacred day. It's a holy day. 
The Sabbath, the word holy also means for special treatment or to be used for God. So indeed, Sabbath is special. What makes it special is because it is a day that is blessed and it's also a day that is holy, a day that is set apart from all the others. So how can we make Sabbath a special day? Turn your Bibles to Exodus chapter 16. I think this is the principle here about making Sabbath a special day. Exodus chapter 16 and verse 21. Do you have it there? This is the story of the manna. Um, How many of you remember that story? uh, the, The children of Israel were in the wilderness. They were hungry. There was nothing to eat. And so then God provided manna for them every morning. Uh, the manna would be there as the dew lifted off. But then God gave special instructions for Friday. Notice what he says here. Exodus chapter 16 and verse 21. Each morning, everyone gathered as much as they needed. And when the sun grew hot, it melted away. The manna melted away. Verse 22. On the sixth day, on Friday, they gathered twice as much. Two omers for each person. And the leaders of the community came and reported this to Moses. Why do you think that on Friday they gathered twice as much? Right? Because there wasn't going to be any on Sabbath. And so they're making preparation for the Sabbath. That's the principle. How can we make Sabbath special? We can prepare for the Sabbath. Let's keep reading though. Verse uh, 23. He said to them, this is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow is to be a day of Sabbath rest. A holy Sabbath to the Lord. So bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil. Save whatever is left and keep it until tomorrow. Prepare for tomorrow. Verse 24. And so they saved it until morning as Moses commanded and it did not stink or get maggots in it. Verse 25. Eat it today, Moses said, because today is a Sabbath to the Lord. You will not find any of it on the ground today. Six days you are to gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will not be any. That's the principle that we find out here is preparing. Now, the Bible tells us in verse 27, it says, Nevertheless, some of the people went out on the Sabbath day to gather it, but they found none. And so then they went hungry that day. And isn't that terrible, not eating? I mean, that, this is probably one of the worst things that can happen, right? Just not eating. You know, you're hungry and you can't eat. So these people didn't eat because they didn't make preparation. But how do you make Sabbath special? Prepare, preparing for Sabbath. What could we prepare for Sabbath? Well, maybe we could prepare our, 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 our food. That's, that's the first principle, right? Preparing our food on Friday, um, preparing ahead of time. Uh, maybe even preparing our clothing, uh, making sure you, you know what you're going to wear the following day. It's all ironed and, and everything's kind of, you know, it's good there with your clothing. It all matches. Um, maybe you could even prepare your home on Friday for Sabbath. What does that mean? Maybe cleaning it up. You know, if your home is like my home, it's always messy, you know, but, but on Friday we can, we can clean it up and then we're not embarrassed to have other people over, right? We could clean our home. Easier said than done, I know, but, but preparing our home. Um, maybe even prepare uh, for what activities you will do on Sabbath. So if you're participating in church, maybe you could prepare, you know, beforehand, before coming to church, right? You can prepare, um, hopefully, during, throughout the whole week, not just on Friday. Uh, um, you, you could be prepared. You can think about um, Sabbath school. You can read the Sabbath school quarterly uh, before you just come and sit down so you know what the topic is and you can have something to share um, in the Sabbath school. Um, maybe even prepare what you're going to do after church. Have some idea, what are we going to do today and and have the day planned? Preparation is the key for making Sabbath a special day. 
Now, typically, my wife isn't in the sanctuary while I'm preaching, and uh, I was hoping she wouldn't be here um, while I was preaching right now, but you see, tomorrow is her birthday. Tomorrow is her birthday. That's right. Don't let her know. Don't let her know. Don't tell Don't, you know, make sure uh, you don't tell her that I said that. Tomorrow is her birthday, and... And I haven't prepared for it. <laughs> Don't tell her I said that, though. I haven't prepared for it, you know. But I've noticed that when I prepare for her birthdays, right? When I prepare for her birthday, when, when weeks ahead of time, I'm thinking, you know, what, how am I going to surprise her? And what gift am I going to give her? Even for anniversaries, right? You know, even for anniversaries, what can we do? When I prepare for it, the day becomes a beautiful day. And it becomes a wonderful day. Isn't that right? But when you don't prepare for it, Oh, boys, so pray for me for tomorrow. Uh, she's, uh, she's given me a few hints about what she would like to do, and I have been listening. I have been listening, so hopefully it will still be a good day, even though I haven't been able to prepare the way I've wanted to, right? But how about preparing for Sabbath, right? Preparing to make the Sabbath day a special. We have to be intentional, and we have to prepare for the Sabbath. Now, I, I haven't found any biblical... Um, evidence for this, but, but maybe you guys can help me if it's out there. I will welcome it. But there's this tradition of welcoming the Sabbath. Have you heard of that? Receiving the Sabbath on, on Friday. And so as the sun is setting, um, the family gets together and maybe we sing a few songs, maybe we read the Bible, uh, we have prayer, and we welcome the Sabbath or we receive the, uh, the Sabbath. I know that um, uh, our brothers and sisters in, in the Jewish faith, what, what some of them will do, they'll light candles on the Sabbath, and they'll have special bread, the challah bread that, that they have, that they eat for the Sabbath, and they'll have their special uh, wine there um, that they also drink as they welcome the Sabbath. And then there's also this principle of closing the Sabbath, or, or saying farewell to the Sabbath. Again, similar, we, we thank God for, for, for the Sabbath, and we have a prayer, and we sing some songs, and then we close the Sabbath, making Sabbath special and unique. There was this article that was uh, written, let me see here, a whole issue of uh, July 2016 of the Anonymous Review. In fact, I have it here, where they dedicated the entire issue to the Sabbath um, and how to make Sabbath special. In fact, I'll, whoever wants this, I'll leave it right here. First come, first serve. You can have that there. You can also probably read some articles online. But one of the articles that I read, um, they mentioned this Jewish movement that was called the Sabbath Manifesto. The Sabbath Manifesto, 10 principles, and then that a good number, 10 principles, right? We like the number 10, right? That's a good number, 10 commandments, right? 10 principles for keeping Sabbath and making Sabbath a special day. So what I want to do is I want to go through these 10 principles um, in, from this website, the Sabbath Manifesto, and see maybe how they can apply for us, okay? Principle number one, how to keep the Sabbath. Are you ready? And maybe, maybe you may need to discuss this. Number one. Avoid technology. What do you think about that? Making Sabbath special. Avoid technology, huh? Maybe turning off the TV. How does that sound? Are, are you those kind of people that leave the TV on all day and it's just in the background and it's just a, How about turning the TV off on Sabbath? How about that? Uh, how about maybe not uh, going on the internet and, and browsing on the internet? Maybe, uh, maybe how about social media? You know, Facebook and posting stuff and on, on Facebook. It seems like we get enough of that during the week, right? Um, how about maybe just taking a rest from that on Sabbath, a, a rest from posting different uh, political stuff on, on, on Sabbath on Facebook? How does that sound? Would that be good? Would that be welcome rest? Um, how about not playing video games on Sabbath? How does that sound? 
That sound good? Uh, turning off the computers. Um, they even have this little thing you see it there. It's called a cell phone sleeping bag where um, for the Sabbath, you can put your cell phone uh, in that little sleeping bag. And the good thing about this little cell phone sleeping bag is it works both for Android phones and for iPhone. So it, it, works, it works for both, for both. So just tucking it away there. Now, I know that may be challenging for some because, you know, cell phones now have become, you know, the, our, our main way of, of calling. But, you know, the, the idea here, in fact, you can order that, and I ordered mine as well. Not for me, but for my wife's cell phone, you know, to tuck that one away in there. But uh, happy birthday, that's, that's what that's about. But uh, National Day of Unplugging, you can, actually, you can actually get that. I think they'll send it to you for free. But yeah, how about turning off technology? How about that for the Sabbath? Turning off technology. Can we, could we do that? Okay, all right. Here's another one. Principle number two on the Sabbath. Connect with loved ones on the Sabbath. How does that sound? Does that sound good? You know, spending time with, with family, again, you know, preparing for this. Now, I, I didn't ask permission for this, so I may get in trouble, but do you know that there is a family here in this church that I know always connects with one another on the Sabbath? Do you know who it is? The Exxons. Where, Evelyn, is that right? The whole family gets together every Sabbath. Isn't that right? You know, they all get together every Sabbath, and then this is principle number three, um, that they participate, they eat well. They eat well. Everybody goes to Evelyn's home, right? Is that right? Evelyn's home. And, and so, in fact, if you, if you don't have a place to Evelyn's home, tonight, you know, this after the service, they have great food there. Um, they eat well. The whole family gets together every Sabbath, and then they eat well. They eat well. In fact, this is another principle. Remember Nehemiah and Ezra? If you remember that sermon, um, Nehemiah and Ezra said, on the Sabbath, you are to eat the fat. Do you remember that? Remember that sermon? Eat the fat. Eat the food that is good. Just everything that is just wonderful and yummy. Just eat well on the Sabbath. So principle number two, connect with family. Principle number three, eat well. Does that sound good? Eat well. Okay, principle number four. How to keep the Sabbath, uh, make it special. Nurture your health on the Sabbath. Nurture your health. What would that look like? Should we have some discussion? What was that? Sleep. Go to sleep early, maybe? Or go to take a nap? Just go to sleep on the Sabbath. Okay. All right. There may be a place for that as long as you don't sleep to church. How's that sound? Make the baby sleep. Make the baby sleep too. Sean? Going for a walk. Okay. Going out for a walk. Going out for a walk. Yeah. Going outside. And that'll be the fourth principle there, Don. Watch your wife exercise. Watch your wife exercise on the Sabbath. Burn a lot of calories there, right? All right. Nurture your health on the Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Nurture your health. Principle number four. Okay. And then principle number five, which is probably closely related. Go outside. Go outside on the Sabbath. Um, and, and isn't it beautiful this time of year, especially? I mean, I think Florida just has wonderful weather, but especially, you know, during the winter, we can just go outside. We can enjoy it. How to, how to keep, make the Sabbath special. Go outside. Number six. How about this principle? Avoid commerce. Avoid commerce. And we spoke a little bit about that. Avoid commerce. Yeah. Um, okay. Number seven. <laughs> Number seven. Light candles. This is what they say. Light candles. And I think the idea here is they're speaking to beauty. You know, and there's just something in there. Don't, how many of you guys like candles? I mean, come on. Isn't that, isn't that very nice, you know? In fact, I was thinking maybe I should have had a Sabbath candle here today that, that we could light. Um, in fact, I know some churches, they have a, a candle that always is on, you know, the entire time. You know, there's something beauty about, there's something beautiful about candles. The Old Testament sanctuary uh, had candles uh, there as well. There's just something about, especially if they're scented. Now, here's another level. 
You know, not, not just you have the visual of a candle that's beautiful, but then you also have the smell of the candle, which is speaking to just making it special. Um, here's another trend of tradition, uh, sight, smell, and sound. Uh, my dad, every Sabbath morning, he, w- he would put on the record. Yes, it was a vinyl record of the Keens Heralds and of Del Decker. Do you remember that? Every Sabbath, and some of them were children's songs, and some of them were the Keens Herald songs, but that was our tradition. So we woke up listening to music. So you see the candles, you, you smell it, and you hear the music of Del Decker and the Keens Heralds. Um, just a, a time to just rejoice in how special the Sabbath is. But here's the opposite here. Principle number eight, find silence. How about that? Finding silence. Spending a little time alone. Seems the week is so hectic, so much noise, traffic, the commute. And is it possible to just be able on Sabbath to find silence? Number nine, principle number nine, celebrate and worship on Sabbath. Go to church. It's what we saw Jesus did, right? Luke chapter four, verse 16. What did Jesus do on the Sabbath? He went to the synagogue and then it says he opened the, the scriptures and he and he read from the scriptures and he taught people from the scriptures and that's why that we take this time right now in our sermon to to preach from scripture that's why we take time for sabbath school uh, to have a discussion and to teach and to learn more about what the bible says and that's why we also sing as well and we worship and i'm, I'm just so thankful in fact it's um it's black history month and uh, did you catch that the lord is my light did you, did you hear that did you hear that? You know, I mean, just we can worship in so many different uh, forms and styles and genres. We can worship God. Uh, go to church on the Sabbath. It's what Jesus did. All right. And principle number 10. Give. Give. Give on the Sabbath. Give back on the Sabbath. We can give money on the Sabbath. Tithe and offerings, we can give as a, as a thank you to God, a signal saying, God, your wealth comes from you, and, and I'm just so thankful and grateful to you um, that we're returning this um, to you here. Give of your time on the Sabbath. How about serving others on the Sabbath, doing good? Turning your Bibles to John chapter 5. This is probably something that maybe we can see how we can implement. John chapter 5 and verse 16. This is when Jesus goes to the the pool of Bethesda and he sees the the man who is paralyzed and he heals the man who is paralyzed in verse 16. John chapter 5 verse 16. So because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath. Now maybe Jesus had already gone to the temple. We're not sure. Maybe he didn't go to the temple that day. I'm not sure. But what he was doing is he was actually healing people. He was doing good. He was giving up his time. He was giving up himself on the Sabbath. So because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. And in his defense, Jesus said to them, verse 17, My father is always at his work to this very day. Isn't that something? Right? Because on the Sabbath, we're not supposed to work. But here Jesus is saying, no, my father is working. Even on this day he is working. And then he says, therefore I too am working. So is there certain work that is permissible on the Sabbath day? Maybe a work of good on the Sabbath day? Uh, What would that look like? What kinds of good works do you think we should be engaged in on the Sabbath? Feeding the homeless. Are you sure that's permissible? Yes. Are you sure? Can I open a can of worms? You know, there was a church here in Jacksonville 
that um, would take time from Sabbath school. And instead of coming to Sabbath school, they would go feed the homeless during Sabbath school. And then they would come back and they would worship after that. Is that permissible? Some people didn't think so. I, I think it's fine, by the way. I don't, I don't think there's any problem with that. But I'm, I'm just saying, you know, maybe we may have to think outside the box of what, what works would be permissible. Uh, what if we maybe... Um, actually, yeah, turn in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 58. Isaiah chapter 58. What if we maybe once a year, you know, not make it a habit because the Bible does tell us to go to church on Sabbath and, and to worship on Sabbath, but turn to Isaiah chapter 58. Isaiah chapter 58. You know, what if we as a church, maybe in the morning... You know, decided to do some, some good work in the morning. So instead of having, you know, church and Sabbath school, we were actually in the community that Sabbath doing some kind of good. I don't know what that would look like, but doing some type of good work in the community. And then afterwards, in the afternoon, we would come to church and, and, and talk about it and share testimonies about how we bless the community. Uh, what if we did that? Would you guys be willing, for, willing to do that? Is it okay to come to church, you know, after, you know, like at noon or one or two o'clock in the afternoon? Is that all right? Yeah, okay. Notice what Isaiah chapter 58 says. Isaiah chapter 58 and verse 6. Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice. Now, catch this in relationship to the Sabbath. To loose the chains of injustice. What if on Sabbath we decided to loose the chains of injustice? What would that look like? Hmm. To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke. To set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry? And to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? And and when you see the naked, to clothe them and to not turn away from your own flesh and blood. Let's jump down to verse 10. Again, notice the, the relationship with these acts of good and the Sabbath. Verse 10. And if you spend yourself in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. Verse 12. And your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and and you will raise up the age-old foundations and you will be called repairers of the breach, repairers of the broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. And verse 13, here's the connection with the Sabbath. And if you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day. And if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, and if you honor it by not going your own way or doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find joy in the Lord. You know, there is this connection between these verses, setting the oppressed free, uh, feeding the homeless, feeding the hungry, and the Sabbath, and worshiping on the Sabbath. The two are linked. Then you will be called repairers of the breach. Now, as Seventh-day Adventists, we always always speak about verse 12 as as, as strictly speaking, we're repairers of the breach because we're speaking about the Ten Commandments and we're uh, uplifting the Sabbath. But how about the other aspect of being repairers of the breach by helping the oppressed and the hungry and, and, and breaking injustice? Hmm. There is closely related the two works of good on the Sabbath and worshiping on the Sabbath and keeping the Sabbath holy are closely related. You know, what if maybe we could organize ourselves, organize ourselves on the Sabbath to do works of good just like Jesus did? Here are all the principles again. I want you to look at them. And so what I want you to do now is ask yourself this question, and I'll give you a little bit of time here. How can you be intentional 
about making Sabbath a special day. These are those ten principles of making Sabbath a special day. How can we make the Sabbath a special day? Making Sabbath a special day. What one principle can you employ? Because indeed, Sabbath is a special day. This podcast is brought to you by the Jacksonville First Seventh-day Adventist Church. Connect with them at www.jaxsda.org or on Facebook and YouTube. We look forward to sharing more inspiring messages with you.